0: Tales from the Fringes of Reality, Episode 4, Reality Walker. How many stories have we gotten through today, Minerva? Not many. Wanderer, none of them sounded like you at all? Well, that's all we have for work today. I know this is slow-going, Wanderer, and I promise you I'm doing more research outside of the files Minerva receives during the workday. The files we get for work are our most direct way of finding you. Slow-going as they are because we already know that those people are in the wrong place. Minerva could do precursory scans of the different realities, but there isn't a file for here, which is where you've ended up. So it's more a matter of finding a place where someone seems to be missing. That's a lot harder to do, given the magic tech we have. But it's not necessarily impossible. It'll just take more time is all. It would take less time if I could actually get through to Guillermo, But our communication system seems to be on the fritz again. Honestly, it's a miracle you can understand me at all, Wanderer. At least, I'm pretty sure you could still understand me. You're nodding, okay, we're still good. Yeah, the comm system has been malfunctioning. I can't get a single message out to Guillermo to ask about you. He'd be able to get you home, no problem, but... That's to be expected. I know I said you could call me the keeper, and you can. It's technically not incorrect. But I'm more of the keeper's apprentice. Gero is the real keeper of worlds. He's my- You ever start a sentence and then immediately lose the end of it while you're saying it? I honestly have no idea where I was going with that, Wanderer. Either way, Guillermo's whole deal is reality. I think I mentioned that to you before. He is reality. Well, he is and he isn't. It's a touch more complicated than that, but you know how much I love a good oversimplification. But he's got way more talent at putting people back where they belong, since he's much more connected to reality than I am. He exists here on the fringes with the rest of the council, but... He's pulled towards reality in a way that I can't really explain since I don't even understand it. Let me see if I could find anything on it in his file. I just... Gods, I forgot how many good stories Guillermo has. That's the thing about being so connected to reality. Guillermo's seen all over the place, connecting with the people and racking up the memories to be filed away here on the fringes. Are you up for a little story? Just one, and then I'll get back to looking for you. Council's honor. You seemed to enjoy it when I told you about Alistair, and if you liked hearing about that, then you'll definitely like hearing about Guillermo. I promise. All right, wanderer, settle in. I think we're gonna go with... this one. Guillermo adored his parents. He adored living on the fringes with them, spending his youth toddling about after his mother and watching as she created realities, or sitting in his parents' lap as they wrote down detailed records of the lives lived by people who were passing back into the plane of magic. As Guillermo grew, though, he felt the planes of reality calling to him, enticing him to jump into a world, a real world, unlike anything he had ever experienced before in his life on the fringes. You're going to create incredible things one day, little one. His mother would whisper to him, even as he grew to adulthood. I just know it. She could feel the aptitude for manipulating reality flowing through him, encouraging him to create and, when he finally felt confident enough, bestowing the title of Keeper of Worlds onto him. You are magnificent, my little Keeper. Your life stretches ahead of you so brilliantly, so perfectly. Whenever you're ready, I want you to go and find your life where you feel it is meant to be, okay? His calling was not on the fringes. Well, it was and it wasn't. The Keeper loved to create, loved to help his mother bring entire worlds into existence, loved to manipulate the minutiae of the world to allow the little bits of magic to seep in and dictate how the world would form. But there was always part of his heart that was calling him to reality, that was begging for him to actually experience what he had spent so long building. The keeper expected his mother to refuse, expected her to force him to stay, but she just smiled. If that's where your life is calling you, darling, you need to go. You're my son and I love you, but you're not captive here. Go, return, do what you must to be happy. That's what your life is meant to be. I call this area the fringes because, fundamentally, we are on the fringes of reality. If your definition of fringes is the area where reality fades into, not reality. It hmm, it doesn't quite work as a title, though. There's no truly apt title for the space we're in now. The Fringes... <sighs> there is a precipice between us and reality. Alleged to stand on top of and look down at the realities swirling below, surrounded by magic and infinite space. We don't touch reality... We are fully separate from it, and yet, it feels more apt to call this place the Fringes, since we are molding reality. We are shaping it, we are so directly involved that to separate us in title would be wrong. The reason I bring this up now is because Guillermo, back when he was still just called the Keeper, was the first to truly stand on that precipice. There are more refined ways of reality jumping now. Kind of like how there are files for each reality now. Back then, though, the only way to enter reality at all was to leap from the precipice and see where you landed. Once in the reality, you can move where you needed to, but the initial jump was all guesswork and chance. Alexandria hadn't been back into reality since she and Sparrow had left the first world she built. No reason to go back now that she had her love with her. Even then, the jump was much less of a hurdle as there were so few realities to begin with. The Keeper was seeing millions of realities swirling below him. Seeing the worlds he had built, the worlds his mother had built, the worlds that he had been dreaming about for so long now, all of it stretched below him, beckoning him to take the plunge and find the thing his heart had been looking for for so long. So he jumped. I asked Guillermo once what the jump was like, you should have seen the look on his face, Wanderer. It was like he was feeling the sensation of the jump as we spoke. He told me it was a kind of exhilaration that couldn't be described, only felt. It was like the floor could never have existed in the first place, because he was so far removed from anything. And when he finally hit a reality to enter, it was like being caught in the arms of his mother, and gently sat to the floor, just like when he was a kid. Whether this is just how it was for Guillermo, or how it is for everyone, I don't really know. The other council members have made jumps before, but none quite like the one Guillermo made, since he refined the system shortly after his first jaunt into reality, well before any of the other council members were looking to explore the worlds below. He told me that he still makes true jumps, jumps where he stands on the edge of the universe looking down into reality, and simply steps forward to let reality swallow him whole. It did swallow him whole that first time. The thing about existing on the fringes is that you're not necessarily real. Not in the way you are in reality. You still occupy physical space, obviously. I mean, you're here on the fringes, and you're still a person, after all, but the meat of you is different. You're essentially pure magic on the fringes. Magic that takes on a form, but it's still magic. You could cut me open and I wouldn't bleed. Not the blood that you're used to in your reality. Instead, you would see the golden shimmer of magic leaking out of my body until it patches itself back up. Falling into reality, though, the Keeper was real. He was flesh and bone and blood, all of it encasing the magic at the center of his being. The first time he felt pain was when he hit the ground. That's why he ended up refining the jump process, Wanderer, because it hurt to land in reality. Or, at least it hurt him to. He knew his mother had visited the first few realities before, though she was generally jumping from reality to reality rather than the fringes to reality. Whether or not this had hurt her, he didn't know. But he wasn't going to allow it to happen again if it had. The keeper, thankfully, landed in a place that was secluded, no one seeing his fall or hearing his cry of pain as he got to his feet and shook off the magic that seemed to coat his very being. It shimmered in the air before fading entirely, leaving a slightly hollow feeling in the keeper's gut. He had never been to a place where magic was not readily available before, never had to keep his magic concealed as he knew he would hear. It was scary. It was worrisome. It was... exciting. It was new and different and everything that the Keeper had been hoping for when he first asked his mother if he could heed the call and plunge into reality. He wandered through the grass that he had landed in, tall, blue, almost silky to the touch. Despite the absence of magic in people's day-to-day life, the Keeper could still feel it thrumming through his body as he walked through this world and towards... Towards what? He didn't quite know, but something was calling him here, and he was determined to follow it. You might recall, dear wanderer, that Alistair pulled his name from his heart, taking the name of his best friend's child as his own. The rest of the council also chose names that seemed to call to them, for reasons we'll get into in the future, I'm certain, but what's important to know is that Guillermo didn't have a reason to pick his name. It wasn't a person or a flower or the sight of a bird at his window. No, it was just a name. A name that he heard being called in the city square when he wandered into town. And knew with a sudden certainty that the person was calling to him. I wasn't certain he'd ever actually answer the call. The person said with a smile that rivaled the brightness of the plane of magic the keeper had grown up next to. My name is Luna, and yours is Guillermo. How do you know that? He asked, even though he could feel in his heart that she was right. I didn't even know that. Luna shrugged. It's the same way I know that I'm just destined to be on the moon. I can just feel it. This, you control all of this, don't you? Not all, but some of it. My mother is more in control of everything, but I do have a certain sway over reality. Luna grinned at this, taking Guillermo's hand and beginning to pull him away from the city and back to the clearing he had originally landed in. I have no idea how I knew, but I knew you were coming. I knew you were the one who could help me fulfill my dream. Your dream? You're going to put me on the moon. You'll have to excuse me if I'm a touch confused. Guillermo had never been to reality before. Had never been seen by anyone other than the council. Had never even dreamed that people in reality would truly be able to see him. And yet, here he was, being cornered in a field of silky blue grass, being asked to put someone on the moon. Luna, for her part, didn't seem fazed by Guillermo's hesitation, You were called here, right? You just felt like you needed to be here? She was right. Of course she was. So Camo nodded. That's how I feel about the moon. It's like my heart is being pulled from my chest in two different directions. One of those directions is going towards the moon, and the other... Well, I'm not quite sure where that one's meant to land yet, but I think I could figure it out if you could just get me up there. If Guillermo was anyone other than who he was, he would certainly have found flaws in her logic, but he knew what it was like to be beckoned by forces beyond his own control. Okay. I'll get you to the moon. There are certain things that exist consistently across reality, or at least across most realities. The moon is one of them. When we get you home and you look up at the moon, know that it's the same moon being looked at across hundreds, if not thousands, of realities. That is, if you remember all this, of course. It's, well, that's something we could worry about later. For now, just know that the moon is pretty much constant, which means Lady Luna is pretty much constant. It's almost like its own reality, really. Kind of like the plane of magic where it intersects with the rest of reality. I think that was Guillermo's best solution to give Lady Luna what she was searching for. Both the moon and something else that she couldn't see in her reality. I'll spoil it a little bit for you, Wanderer, but I promise I'll try and dig up the file containing that story eventually, if you're still around. The thing she was searching for was wind. And he was searching for her too. He'd find her up on the moon when Guillermo put her up there. Not a hundred percent certain how, Gyarum hook Lady Luna to the moon. Nor am I sure how he separated the moon into a plane like the plane of magic so that she could intersect with the majority of realities. His powers far outweigh mine, and also outweigh my comprehension. I could put people where they're meant to go, but that's only because he taught me how to. And of course, because I have Minerva's help. The things that Guillermo can do, that all of the council can do, really, are things I could only ever wish to do. But wishes work sometimes, I guess, as Guillermo brought Lady Luna to a little house he built for her on the moon, surrounded by a lush garden and with a little setup a bit like this one, so she could see into the realities her new domain touched. Thank you, Guillermo. Luna's voice was soft, almost disbelieving as she was set down on the surface of the moon that had been calling her for her whole life. This, thank you, I feel more grounded than I ever have before. Odd thing, considering we're on the moon, Guillermo joked, pulling his friend into a tight hug. You called me to reality. The least I could do was help you find what was calling you. It should be pointed out that Lady Luna isn't an official council member. That's reserved for those created purely by magic. But she's Guillermo's best friend, which means she's around every now and then. I think she would like you, wanderer. After all, you found yourself someplace completely new without meaning to. Perhaps you were following after a calling, just like she was. If only there was a way to search for something like that. Unfortunately, someone's calling isn't something we keep files of. Perhaps we should. Maybe that would help us put people back more easily. Or perhaps it would make more people reality jumpers like Luna was. Not that reality jumping is a bad thing, it's just something we try to limit, since people aren't supposed to know about there being multiple realities. You'll have your scientists or mages, depending on how magically saturated your reality is, saying that there are multiple realities, but none of them have proved it. People randomly disappearing from the reality would certainly prove it, and we have no idea how they would react. Best to keep them separated, don't you think? That's why I said you might not remember of this when you get home. People... People aren't meant for multiple realities. They aren't meant for the fringes, and they certainly aren't meant for this place. Which is why we're going to get you home. Because you have a home to return to, and you deserve to go back there. I should see if we have any more stories to be read and people to be put back into place. You're welcome to stay, just in case one of them happens to be you. But... You're welcome to leave if you'd like. I know how intense it could be to hear about people's confusion and fear over waking up somewhere they weren't meant to be. Staying, huh? All right, Wanderer. Let's see what else Minerva could pull up for us. Thank you for listening to Tales from the Fringes of Reality. This episode was written and narrated by Pine Gonzalez, featuring music by GTXC Music. Please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, or feel free to connect with us on Tumblr and Twitter at The Fringes Pod. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you back here on The Fringes again soon.